Blog Talk Radio. Do you want to elevate your mind? Do you want to shift your life? Well, sit back and relax. It's time for another episode of The Shift with Skip. Get ready to roll. Well, get ready to roll. Hello, everyone. Happy hump day, and welcome to The Shift with Skip. And, of course, I'm Skip Jennings, and I'm very excited this morning because I am doing my very first live show from sunny Pasadena. You guys know that we were moving from West Hollywood to Pasadena that last week. That's why we did a rerun of, of Paige's show, which was a really amazing show. But we are live today, and I am absolutely grateful. And this morning I got up and I watered my tomatoes and I watered um, the cucumbers that were already there when I moved in with my uh, um, my neighbors. So we're sharing a community garden. So we are we are shifting our life and moving from what what has appearance to be hectic in West Hollywood has come to a beautiful, peaceful Zen Zen place. So I'm I'm really grateful. And and um, and you guys have all emailed me and and texted me and and um, hit me up on Facebook about Angel. Is she enjoying her new home? Yes, she is. My little angel, my little schnauzer, miniature white schnauzer. She's right underneath my feet. She has so much room to run. I think she's kind of losing her mind with uh, 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 with with her life here, but in a good way. In a good way. So our our show today is about mindful eating. I'm so grateful to have Margaret Marshall on, and before we bring her on, I'm going to give you your journaling question of the day, and the journaling question is around mindful eating, so we have three journaling questions for today. The first one is mindful eating, and I've I've presented this question before, but I want to ask again, are you mindful of what you're eating? Are you mindful of what you're eating? Do you know that what you put into your body affects the way you live? Um, mindful eating is one of those things that you, you're just aware that, you know, I'm, I'm putting a candy bar in my mouth or I'm putting an apple in my mouth. And are you mindful of how it makes you feel when you eat? When you eat. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Here's the next question. What can you do to shift your diet today? And you know what, I don't even like using that word diet because there's the word die in diet. But what can you do to shift the way you're eating today? There's one thing that we can always do better. And being aware of that, journal about that. Get get honest with yourself. And remember, your journaling is not about uh, sharing with anyone. It's about sharing it with yourself. There's honesty to pen and paper. So we invite you to journal. The last thing I want you to journal about is what does food mean for you? Is it a way of nourishing your your body temple? Is it a way of um, why are you eating? Is it a way of, of, of dealing with your stress? Is it a way that you deal with um, your with celebration? What? Why do you eat? So those are your three questions for today. Hit me up on Facebook. Let me know um, what's going on with you, and, and, and I'd love to connect with you. And you don't have to share anything in your journal, but if you want to, um, please do. 
and um, that's that's pretty much it. I am heading out to t- Canada tomorrow, so I'll be in Toronto for the weekend for CanFit Pro. I'm speaking there, and I'm doing a couple yoga sessions, and I'm doing a couple cycling sessions, and a workshop on um, strength training. So look for me, my friends in Canada, CanFit Pro. Here I come. And then after that is our big world fitness convention. In Anaheim, the World Idea Convention. I'll be there all week next week. So if you're there, please look me up. Hit me up on Facebook. Let me know where you're going to be, and I will make it a point to connect with you and say hi to you. The shift is going live. And um, so make sure that you connect with me in the next couple of weeks. So I am so excited about our guest. Our guest is Margaret Marshall, and she is a personal eating expert, and she's been on so many different TV shows. And um, she is a blogger for the Huffington Post, and we'll talk a little bit about that. She has a brand-new book out. Her her latest book out is called The Body, Mind, and Mouth, Life-Eating Connection. Life-Eating Connection. I love the title, and I absolutely love the book. And um, we were talking before we got online, and she is such a cool, cool, cool woman. I know that we're going to be friends. So I'm excited to bring on Margaret Marshall. Hey there, how are you? Hey, Skip, how are you? What a nice introduction. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're doing some great work out there. And at The Shift, we love when people are doing some uh, great work to help people to shift their life. Right, right. Well, you are, too. I'm listening to all of your upcoming events that you're talking about. Good for you. Well, we travel tra- travel quite a bit um, with the work that we do. And right. that's, I think, some of the benefits of, 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 of transformational work that we get to talk, talk to so many different people and connect with so many people. So, But um, I, I, I'm just really curious, and I kind of know a little bit about your story, your background in moving into uh, eating coaching, and you were with Weight Watchers for a while as one of their speakers. Give me right. a little bit of a rundown of, about how did you grow up? Did you have this, when did you have this aha moment about mindful eating, and did you have this all, your, all your life when you were growing up? Well, that's a great question because I think uh, every day you have to have an aha moment about mindful eating. Otherwise, eating takes over. So every day that has to be an aha. But for me, um, when I I was growing up, I grew up with four brothers, and my Mm -hmm. brothers nicknamed me Margaret, Margaret the Big Fat Target. So I was, I was, (laughs) yeah, I laugh now, but believe me, then I didn't. And um, I, I was kind of an chunky, overweight, young girl, whatever you want to call it. And then as I went through my teens, I did all the crazy things, the starvation, the, um, you know, candy bar for lunch, and then nothing else, and so many crazy things to try to say what was was an accepted weight in a public high school on Long Island. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And as I got into my 20s, I got married, I had my family, and by the time I was 30, I was totally out of control with my eating. I was mm. five, 16, and I thought to myself, at 30 years old, you know, I'm supposed to be in the prime of my life, and I feel horrible. So if this is where I am at 30, where will I be at 50? And where will we go, truly, yeah? Yeah, that was truly how I looked at it, and I'm 58 now. So from the time I was uh, in, in my 30th year, I kind of pulled it all together, and I have been, a, I'm 5'7", so I'm tall. I have been mm-hmm. a uh, size 10 
since I'm about 31 years old, and I'm 58 now. So mindful eating is a daily routine. Without it, I would never have maintained a size 10, although I do have to be honest and say sometimes it slips away, and you have to pull it back. Sure. Yeah, I I, I I experience that as well, and and I'm I'm a fitness professional, and so I'm constantly making those choices. And sometimes um, we'll talk a little bit about this. When I go on vacation, I lose my mind around food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get home, I get home, and I go, okay, it's time to bring it back in, reel okay. it back in, and it takes it takes me a while to get back into my routine when I when I'm off it for say a week, a week and a half. If I'm traveling, I'm on vacation. I'm like, I'm, I'm eating all the things I normally don't eat. So I know that on Huffington Post, you have eight tips on travel eating. Um, why? First of all, why do we lose our minds when we go and travel? Why do we do that? I think we go into a vacation mode, and a vacation right. mode is a more relaxed mindset. And so mm. everything relaxes. And as I write in my article there, now I haven't read that one in a while, but as I write right. in it, I say everything changes. Your spending habits change. Your sleeping mm. patterns change. So wouldn't it yes. be your eating is also going to change. Right. So what I try and coach people as they, as they travel is expect your eating to change. But it does right. not have to be an out-of-control eating. It's just going to be your vacation eating. Right. Right. And Which you're about to go on vacation. You're about to go on vacation. I am. Yeah. And you're going to the land of, of great food. <laughs> well, we're going on a 12-day cruise through Italy, uh, Greece, and Croatia. So, uh, yeah, looking very much forward to that. So what's that one tip? Because I love cruising, too, and there's constant food every moment on the cruise. And I, I've been on six cruises. I love okay. to cruise. Uh-huh. What is that one tip that I can do when I go? Because I will go on a cruise again. What's that one tip that I can take on, on the vacation or on the cruise so I can somewhat stay in, in a little control of what I'm eating? Okay, so this is pretty specific to a cruise, and I'm going to give you two tips. Okay, um, great. <laughs> one, <laughs> when you get on the cruise ship, you yeah. have to say to yourself, this food is for 3,000 people, not just me. Right. You know, so you don't have to eat it all. Oh, I love that. All, you know, <laughs> the, the second thing is um, – I found I, I've been on quite a few cruises myself, and at the buffets, if you look at the buffets, it's all last night's dinner with gravy on it. What? Yeah, if you think of it that way. And so, oh wow! Just think of it that because they have to use everything that they have. You know, you're out to sea. They're not going to run out to a food store and get a delivery that morning. So You're right. So it's all last night. You know, they'll have their hamburgers and their frankfurters, of course, but all their meals are just dinners from the dining room made a different way with gravy. But now the cruise ships also offer many fresh salads, fresh fruits. I feel I always eat better on a cruise because someone else is making my salads. You know, somebody else is cutting up the fruit that I love. Mm. And um, and it's all about making choices. Mm. You have a, um article on the Huffington Post about beating the annual yo-yo dieting cycle. Yeah. How, 
do we do that? Yes. Because I have so many clients that are on the yo-yo diets. They go up, they go down, they go up, they go down. How do you beat that cycle? I know know what I would tell them, but I want to hear from you. Okay, so that particular post, there's two of them. One is stop the yearly stop the yearly weight gain, weight right. loss cycle, and one is one was posted on the women's site and one was posted on the healthy eating site. So, right. but basically, it's the same article with just a few different words. Yo-yo being one of them. And so, what I put in there, again, I don't have it right in front of me, but what I put in there is the different months of the year and how we think about our eating in those different months of the year, like starting in January with our New Year's resolution Mm -hmm. and all of the promises we make for ourselves. And then February rolls around and we haven't achieved those promises, so we let them slide. You know, March rolls around, maybe not in California, but in New York we kind of get the winter doldrums and we eat because of that. So so if you read through that entire article, at the end of the article, is uh, where I write. Think about what your what your not so much your resolution, but uncover your resolution and see what the desire is underneath that resolution. So it's not just to you know eat better or exercise or stop smoking right. or stop drinking, whatever it is. It's what that will bring to your life. What does it represent, and why right. are you doing it? That is that is always the question that comes back to our clients and talking to our clients in, in fitness is, is go back to why are you doing this? It has to have a bigger reason than I just want to lose 20 pounds because you'll gain correct. 20 pounds back. Yes, correct. I agree. Absolutely. So um, my brother was just uh, my brother just got out of the hospital, and um, he's my older brother, and he does. I mean, he's on the complete opposite side of what I do, um, and he 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 just stopped smoking because he was in the hospital. He got really dizzy. He has a blockage. He doesn't eat right. He's beginning to exercise. I mean, he, he's now beginning to exercise because he has to. And I was um, watching your video on healthy heart. And all the stuff that you write about being healthy in the heart. What can my brother do right now today to begin his healthy journey to 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 changing his heart health? Because I've been preaching to him forever, and now it's like, okay, you have to listen now. You you just got out of the hospital, <laughs> right. so you have to put the cigarettes down. What can someone do to begin their journey to a healthy heart? Um, that's such a great question, and I did do some television segments on on heart health, and um, so on my website I do have a few moments from from one of my segments. I'm glad you watched right. that. Uh, your your brother has a blockage in his arteries. Right. Yes. And did they put stents in? They did not because it's not that bad yet. Oh, they were so saying, lucky. but if you, he was let so him, lucky, so yes, lucky. Let him get here. But but this is okay. what, what, what I find with people when they get these scares, whether it's diabetes, right. whether it's a heart problem, whether high cholesterol, whatever it is, when they get these these medical scare and they'll call me to come in and they'll say, I have to change my eating, I have to do this, and they're scared. But then in in a short time, that becomes their reality. And so they're not so scared anymore, and they they go back to their old habits. So that's something mm-hmm. that you really have to watch with someone who, who just had this warning, and he got a really early warning. So he is very lucky with that. 
Um, and the reason why I did that heart health segment on television is because the same thing happened to my husband. And mm. although he was not as lucky, he ended up with quintuple bypass surgery. Wow. And yeah, it was very scary. And, you know, when they tell you your husband's life expectancy is about three minutes, it's very scary. So oh, my goodness. When, when uh, after his, thankfully he's doing well now, and this was three years ago, but when, uh, when he got, came home from the hospital, his surgery, and he was recuperating, we really, he ate well in the home because we eat well in the home, but we right. eat out a lot and we travel a lot and, you know, he, He's a big boy. He can order his own foods, and he didn't always do the best job of that. And um, so we had to re-educate and re-practice. I, we went from restaurant to restaurant to restaurant, and I, I kind of pinpointed to him how you look at menus for different foods and what words to look for, what words to steer away from. And it was really a whole re-education. Thankfully, he was scared enough to keep at it, and he keeps working at it. And sometimes he may think I'm a pest, but I always say to him, nobody cares about you more than I do. So mm. I have to, you know, I Well, that's have a great that, – that, I mean, that, that's, that's amazing, an amazing segue for me asking, is that the way you do your coaching with clients that come to you? Is, is what the way? Well, well, taking them through and saying this is how you eat. This is this is this is what is good. This is this is not good. Do you actually give them that same attention? Because I think a lot of people don't really understand um, right. the, the the food that they're eating. Right, and they don't understand what it's doing to them. And I always say, you you know, every food choice you make has a benefit or a consequence. So you have right. to learn. The- consequence and you have to learn the benefits and which one do you want to go for so when i start working with someone and i work with people around the country uh mm-hmm. you know i have a way of teaching people how to eat and i have a separate ebook on that because people had asked me to put it in writing so right. um, i have that out and it's it's um it's the way i teach people how to eat to eat balanced to eat mm-hmm. the correct amount of food for their body and mm-hmm. I also have a category that I call specials and how to add the food in healthfully that give you that will give us no nutritional value whatsoever, but you want to add it in. So sure. once I get them going there, then I deal with their issues and their challenges. And, and you mentioned at the beginning of the show, what makes you eat? Is it emotion? Is it are you hungry? Are you on medication? What is it? And then and then we can get into that once I get them to understand what and how food works for you or against you. Mhm. That is huge. That is huge. One of the things that we talk we we talk about and I talk to my clients about is that y- your food will either love you or it won't love you. Right. <laughs> you have food that loves you back. You have food that does not love you. Now we have food that we love to eat, but it doesn't love to, eat, to love us back. And right. I love the fact that you're 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 like there's a balance there. You can have a balance, you know. Right. I think one of your chapters in, in your new book is says you know eat anything, not everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I laughed when I read that. I went, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Or you, you're vegan, and I, I, I eat a lot of vegan food. A lot of I'm more vegetarian. Um, I do eat fish. I eat 
you know, I eat eggs, and 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 I'm, so I'm not completely uh, vegan and okay. uh, vegetarian. But but I I really believe in not restricting you know my diet from anything. And I know that my body really works well with um, the vegan and plant based diets. So if someone comes to you and say, I want to be a vegan, I want to be a plant based diet person, um, is there ways that you can help them to 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 go on that journey? Absolutely, and I still use my five-finger food guide for them because it's meant for meat eaters, vegetarians, right. or vegans. And it's just the balance of the of the food. Now, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, you have less options in the protein category, and we have right. to think different ways to do that. And And one of the things I find when I first start working more with vegetarians than vegans is they eat many sugar items. So they come to me and they say, I'm vegetarian, I'm eating well, and I don't know why I'm gaining this weight. But when I really evaluate what they're doing, they're eating a lot of sugar items, thinking they're getting energy from it. And so that's just, you know, I'm speaking generally, of course, but that's something I've noticed in many vegetarians. You know what I loved about one of your videos, you, you say that. It was like, okay, yeah, the main ingredient of this is healthy, but the second ingredient in this product is sugar. Right. And that's the killer. That's yeah. the killer. Yeah. But the marketing, I think that was for a cereal, right? Right, so it was for a cereal. That's right. Yeah, so the marketing companies, you know, they want to put on the front of their packages um, what will sell. Right, so right. They'll write, you know, whole grain or a whole, you know, whatever will sell, whatever the hot topic is right now, gluten-free, whatever the hot hot words are, uh, right. that will sell. But you really have to know what's in the food you're eating. It is the hot words. I love that. Well, let's talk about your new book. And um, it's body. I love the love the title, body, mind, and mouth. Life's Eating Connection. So how did the title come up? How did you find that title? The title. It's it's. It's simple and complicated at the same time. If that right, makes sense. it sure is. It sure is. I'm like, okay. I, I had, I, I wrote the book, and I kept saying right. the title will appear, the title will appear. And, and I had like six titles that I just wasn't married to it. None of it right. none of them really resonated with me, and I kept saying, you know, I, it, it didn't allow me to move forward because I didn't like the title. And one day I was preparing for a a, a client appointment, and I just took a minute and I said, how can I sum this book up in three words? I gave myself three words, and it came to body, mind, and mouth because it's all about the connection be- between your mind and your mouth about right. what happens to your body. And so right. my whole book, it's not, although in the end I have the 10-step way to a healthy body, and I also have nutritional information about the different food groups, but the majority of the book is what leads us to eat, what leads mm. us to overeat, you know, how our mind plays a part in this and how our minds and our mouth, like, co-conspiracy against our body sometimes and, and mm. what, what our life is like when that connection is disconnected and how our life can be like or should be like when the connection between your mind and your mouth is working. And that's with life, period. Yes. That's with everything. It's not just eating. That is how we 
deal in our relationships. That's even how we drive down the highway. I'm yeah, we follow that. our thoughts. That's you know, yeah. our mind, our mind will dictate how we move through our life. I, I, I absolutely agree with you 100%. So you have a great, cha- you have many, many chapters in here, and one of the one of the great chapters that I love is the three magic words. What are the three magic words? Oh, the three magic words. You know, I get so many comments, and and people send me letters all the time on that. Um, The three magic words, and I wrote that chapter because that is what changed me. I I told you in the beginning of the interview that my uh, nickname as a child was Margaret, Margaret the Big Fat Target. So regardless Mm. of what my weight was, I considered myself a Big Fat Target. So if that's what I considered myself, that's who I was and how I treated myself and how I presented myself to the world, uh, which is not a great place to be. So when I decided to change those words, what I looked at was somebody that I admired, and I thought, what do I um, admire about her? And it was Princess Diana at the time. Um, and, and she got married the month after I did. We have the same birthday. We had our children mm. months apart. So I felt a connection to her for some reason, never mm-hmm. met her. Um, mm-hmm. But I just thought she was elegant. And I looked at her and I said, what, what do I like about her? And I said, she's elegant, she's graceful, and she's feminine. Mm. And I thought to myself, that's my new identity. Because I went from being, in my mind, Margaret, Margaret, the big fat target, or the big fat target, to elegant, graceful, and feminine. And so oh. to make that happen, I had to believe it, and then I had to live it. You know, mm-hmm. and and I write in the book, it doesn't matter if someone meets me and they don't walk away and say, wow, she's elegant, graceful, and feminine. Nobody's ever going to do that, but I do. And that mm-hmm. helped me stay where my where I want to keep my weight. So we have to all find our three magic words. I think so. I think look at people that you admire. We all have someone we admire. It could be a family member. It could be someone you never met. Um, certainly when I went through this, I didn't know the troubles that Princess Diana came out later mm-hmm. on, um, so I wouldn't want to emulate that. But we all have someone in our life that there's something we admire about them. Could be their articulate. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. But once you want to be that person, and uh, not that person, you don't want to be that person. But once you want to be that word that you use to define them, you make right. it your reality, and it it can change your perspective on many things, mm-hmm. including your eating. Well, listeners out there, you get your three magic words, and you've heard Margaret say it, and and I I truly believe it as well. And uh, this is really. Super amazing stuff that you're putting out there. Thank you, you so know, much. Skip, um, yeah, go people ahead. will send me their three magic words. I'll get that mm. either in an email or on my Facebook. They'll just send me their three magic words, and I just love that they put that thought process into that and and try to make that their reality because you can change your your self-image and your self-perception at any moment. We will make sure that we get your uh, Facebook um, info out there and your your website, so people can send you their three words. I think that's oh, amazing way to, amazing way of connection. Um, so I I'm going to skip down to the next chapter, and I think your um, ten steps to a healthy body, ten ways. I I think it's 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 
revolutionary. I think it's amazing, and it's very well thought out, and it's very simple, and it is very elegant. So (laughs) let's talk about your 10 steps. Okay, well, my 10-step way to a healthy body, and that's W-E-I-G-H. Right. way to a healthy body <laughs> is is um, in, toward the back of the book, really. And I put different steps in there, and it's not necessarily what you should or should not eat. And right. so one of them, again, I don't have it right in front of me, and, I, and since the book came out, I've been running 10-week workshops on this 10-step way where I introduced Wow. The Step each week, and 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 I tell these people we're only here for ten weeks together. This is just the start. You have to finish, you know, carry this on. But one of the ways that that uh, one of the tips there, one of the steps that when I do these workshops that really make people think is, I ask people to sit down and eat. Mm-hmm. Every time you eat, make sure you sit down. Because too many people stand and mindlessly put food in their mouth, whether they're cooking or working or whatever they're doing, or, you know, make sure you sit down and eat. And when I do the workshop, people say, they either say, oh, my goodness, I never sit to eat, or they say, I always sit and eat. And then they come back the next week and they say, I never realized what I was putting in my mouth when I wasn't seated. Mm-hmm. So I find that one to be a real awakening for people. And then to simplify it, I always say, if you don't have the time to sit and eat, you shouldn't be eating. It's not your time. Mm. I, I love your first step where it says, keep smiling. smiling. <laughs> I believe that you're, you're talking about vibrational Stuff that we talk about all the time here at The Shift, your vibration is so important around anything you're doing, but keep smiling. A smiling person has an easier time losing weight. I believe that 100%. And then you say breathe deeply and practice moderation and patience. I love that. And then you also go ahead in this first step, you say that, you know, you got to eliminate sugar. That's so an artificial sweetener. You said eliminate the sugar, artificial sweeteners, and alcohol because I truly believe those are the things that make us depressed. Those are the things that we get that high first, and then we're boom, and we're unhappy. I I believe that this is you lead off with the vibrational energy, and your energy affects the way you live, and it affects the way you see food. This is huge. Yes, and when I teach the 10-week program, the, the first week, there's really three steps to the first week. I teach them how to right. eat. I use my five-finger food guide, um, right. um, how many times to eat during the day, but then the smiling part. And what I ask people to practice is if you find yourself nervous or tense or angry, take a deep breath and then exhale with a smile. Oh, and you keep, yeah. you have to keep exhaling <laughs> till that smile is there. And it may take you two times, and it may take you 200 times. <laughs> right, Just right. Exhaling till that smile is on your face because you cannot be in a bad mood with a smile on your face. It just Hey, there is a smiling meditation that, you know, I teach people when, we, when I talk about meditation, that if you simply sit, breathe, and you smile, it shifts your DNA. It shifts you from deep within your vibration. So a smile goes a long way, a long way. And then your second step, you talk about boredom. How does boredom affect the way we eat? 
Um, well, what happens is when people get bored of their food, this is what I find mm-hmm. with working with people, they get bored right. of what they're eating, they tend to overeat. So mm-hmm. I'm going to use an example. Let's say yep. we have somebody who eats a lot of junk food or you know stuff like that, and now we get them to eat a healthier, eat healthier. Um, they've left out all that junk food. When you're eating junk food, there are thousands of items to choose from, thousands. Mm-hmm. So if it's not this chip, it's another chip. It's, if it's not this ice cream, it's another ice cream. But now you want to eat healthier, and you don't have as many items to choose from. So you need to really do different things with your items, different spices and different recipes. And I know you, you love your recipes. Um, think of all different things to do because the choices that you have are much more uh, nutrient-dense so when you can mm-hmm. eat like that, you don't need all that junk. But mm-hmm. you don't want to get bored with what you're eating. You know, you don't want to have the grilled chicken and the stream beans and, you know, lemon water every day. You, know, you want to <laughs> change <Right>. it around. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, and I love you say that, you know, eat, eat as close to natural state of foods as possible. Right. The process of foods is just so awful for us. Right. Um, how hard is that getting that message to your clients about processed foods? It's, it's not so hard when you can educate them. And one of the things I find when I, and especially when I do, when I teach, do this 10-week workshop, when I right. get to that particular topic, because I bring in nutrition labels on that, many of these people have been to very, all the different weight loss programs, and they all sell food items, and they're all processed. All the diet programs are selling you junk. So they have this mentality that, well, if it has this diet name on it, it has to be good for me. Well, not really. So I really go into the ingredients and and, and, and I compare the diet foods that they think are good for them to the so called, you know, junk food. I hate to use that word, but they're not that much different. The calorie count is lower. (laughs) There's nothing else. And you, you know. And you have had what twenty over twenty years experience with weight loss programs. Um, you mean my previous? Yeah, I've your previous your previous life. Your yes, previous yes. life. <laughs> I've been in my own business since two thousand and four, ten years. Right. So before that, I was a speaker and a trainer for Weight Watches, and I went. That's all right. With them, um, I loved what I did. I loved my members. I had a great following. I yeah. I loved but you can't help someone when your job is to sell the seat and have right. you know a hundred people in front of you and say okay see you next week you know some right. people get helped um, but not everyone so I came up with this theory that I would like to work on a more individual basis with people mm. you know I would like to get rid of the gimmicks and really teach people what's in the food they're eating and how to put it together so that their lives can be better. You had a shift. You had your own shift around what you were doing, and your shift. You're you're changing the planet with you know one mouth at a time. I'm going to (laughs) say you're shifting the planet one mouth at a time. But it came from having that shift, and you moved into you you created a business that is really truly affecting the world and I want to congratulate you on that. That's that's pretty amazing. Your last tip 
here's, here's, your, here's your last tip, and um, it's about empowering yourself. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's going back, you know, you say go back to the step you need to practice. I always talk about this. It always comes up. If we don't learn the lesson first time, it's going to come up again. So right. you'll have to go back to that step again. You'll have to return to that step. So how do you, when you, when it's time for you to return to that step, how do you get people to not feel like they failed? Because sometimes it feels like, oh, here I am again. Here I am again. I'm 20 pounds overweight. Here I am in, in March. I still can't. How do you get people not to feel like they're defeated um, if, they, if it slips away? Well, that's my last step on the 10-week program. Right. And mm-hmm. and so I and when I start the 10 week program I I tell my participants that the step that you find the hardest is the one you need the most practice in. Right. So when it gets to the the 10 week program and I say you always go back and you practice practice your steps. How do you get them not to fail like a failure? We make ourselves feel like a failure. So I think the best way that I can, how I can answer that is when I work with someone individually, I listen, or even in a a group setting, I listen to their words, and I play Mm. their words back to them. And sometimes when they hear it coming from me, they're like, I don't really believe that. Well, if you don't really believe that, that's what you're saying to yourself. So we have to change, we have to change that. And another thing that I help them with, and you brought it up, I always say the cornerstone to weight loss is knowledge, patience, and practice. So mm. you want to get the knowledge that you need to move you forward. You have to have patience because without patience, there's no practice. Mm. Wow. And so our lives are just everyday practice. It's everyday practice. It is. Our you go life to one is party practice. and you overeat, it's just practice for the next party. <laughs> I always say that if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. And I believe that all of our practice, all of our life is for us to be better, right. for us to be stronger. And we right. learn. We get to learn from our from from our challenges. So um, we Isn't always like to – I'm sorry? Isn't that a gift? Isn't that a gift? That is truly, truly a gift, absolutely. One of the things we like to do when we end our show is to ask our guests – what does the shift mean for you? The shift mean for me? Well, that's a good question. Um, do you mean for other people or in my life? Well, no, no, for your, in your own personal life. When you hear shift, when you hear the shift, what does that mean? I think the shift means that you, and, and I work with this with my clients too, you have to get people into your life that help support you with whatever you're your goals and desires are uh, that people that do not knock you down but are there to help mm-hmm. you. And if there are people who are knocking you down, it doesn't mean you can't love them or like them. They just can't be near you for a while. Right. So you're strong enough in your shift and that you can stand up to whatever their comments and realize that their comments are coming from their own insecurities and have nothing to do with you. Yeah. That is Amazing. <laughs> well said. Good question. Well good said. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, so let's ask how how, do, how can people get in touch with you with coaching and if people want to get your coaching and they live in Pasadena, how would they go by doing that? 
Okay, the best thing you can do right now is just go to my website, which is, is yes. uh, margaretmarshallassociates.com, and that's Margaret, M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T, Marshall, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L, associates.com, and they can contact me through my website. I have my phone numbers on there or my email, and um, and I do have clients throughout the country, so whatever works best for the client, whether it's a phone, whether it's Skype, whatever works best for them, and, and um, we can set that up. And your second question, what was your second question? And where and um, so are you on social media, Facebook yes, and Twitter and all that? <laughs> yes. My the best thing I have a business page at Margaret Marshall Associates, um, so they can either like me there or they can go to my personal page. I most have I, I do more on that, and that's Margaret Thompson Marshall, T H O M P S O N Marshall, and I'm on Twitter at Marshall M A R S H A L L M zero one. So we can okay. connect on Twitter and LinkedIn, Margaret Marshall. I think it's just Margaret Marshall. I love it. I love it. Where can we find your book? I know it's an ebook. I know it's on Amazon, but where else can we find your book? Yes, you can get it on Amazon. I have heard that it is in bookstores in places. If it's not in your bookstore, you can ask uh, whoever's behind the register there, and they can order it for you and have it brought in. It is oh my goodness! Libraries. Where where is where where is the bookstore these days? Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? On. It's like oh my we goodness. We have Barnes and Noble here. Do you have Barnes and Noble in California? We do. We have yeah. Barnes and Noble, but they're very very few in in between. So, um, yeah. uh, hopefully, you know, someone we need to bring that back. I love a real book. I love to hold on to I a book know. and smell a book and right. turn the pages. Although you know, we have a book coming out as well called The Lotus Kitchen and. And um, it's e-book, and it, it is going to be hard copy as well, or, or paperback as well, so people can hold on to it when they're right. looking up their vegan recipes and Excellent. all that. So i got to ask you, what is the first thing you're going to do when you get to Europe? First thing I'm going to do when I get – well, the, our first stop is Venice. And yes. I was in Venice quite a few years ago with my son, believe it or not, on a high school trip, and I was oh. – we, we went on the gondola together, my son and myself. Mm. My son is now 28, but he was in high school at the time. And I remember Great. saying to him, someday I'm coming back with Dad and we're going on a gondola together. Oh. And so that's the first thing. <laughs> 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 that's my plan. Oh, that's so, so awesome. And uh, enjoy the cruise. And thank well, you thank so much you. for the you work that you are doing. I will, I will and, and, and that's coming up as well. So um, thank you again. And congratulations on your book and all the success and all the things that you're doing. And I wish you well. And I know you're just changing the planet one mouth at a time. Oh, are you so sweet? <laughs> thank you so much, Skip. It was my pleasure you're to be with so you today. You're so welcome. Thank you so much. And everyone, remember, be the ship that you want to see in your own life. You can change your life, but you are the answer, so be your own ship. And until next time, my friends, thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day.